Welcome to Life, Trees, and News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today by the one, the only, the extraordinary, the irreplaceable Charles. I know that no one can see me, but as you did that, I did the uh, RuPaul arm <laughs> that she does when she says... Thank you so much. I was kind of hoping you would do that, and then you did I, it. I don't know why I felt the need to do that. Made it extra great. Uh, how are you, other than it being a pile of hot, hot garbage outside? Yeah, I'm just a uh, big puddle of sweat. Um, it's so gross outside, guys. Um, I'm sure you want to hear all about our regional weather patterns, mm. but just know that we are suffering, and you are very fortunate not to live in New York City if you don't <laughs> live in New York City. Uh, yes, that's very true. I mean, also just trying to... Now I'm, I'm starting to panic about getting all my shit here. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't want to, like, say anything, but I was also like, how is Charles going to do this? I So... I either am going to use the movers that that link that you sent me, which yeah. is like one fifteen an hour, which doesn't seem horrible. It's not horrible, and they also said um, usually they charge like five hundred. Sir. Oh, Desi, Desi's on top of Charles's suitcase. It's Chris's suitcase. Oh God, clawing hey, it. Get off of there, buddy. Oh God, right, he's the worst. Just lay down. Just lay down. That's so fine. they said that they usually charge five hundred, but for first time. Uh, clients, it's like three hundred. Yeah. Well, I, I emailed them and they're like, "Oh, it's eighty dollars an hour for this and a hundred dollars an hour for that." But during these days, we spike and we go up to one fifty an hour. And I was like, "Right, right, right. Those are the days I need to move." <laughs> right. Yeah. Of course. Well, of they course. also, when I asked them when I needed to move, which is August uh, or July thirty first, they were like, "Oh, that's the busiest day of the year." Yeah. And I was like, cool. I, "Guys, I know. all right, okay, yeah. I have to move that day." Yeah. <laughs> I just love them, like, thinking maybe they could talk me out of it. And I was like, no, that's just my schedule and the way my fucking Do you maybe not want to move? Just leave all your stuff there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to move. Yeah, I didn't like the tone of your voice. <laughs> um, so, yeah, moving's awful. So it's I'm just, a, like, bringing over of suitcases of all my heaviest shit. Yeah. So that when, if I do get movers, I will only have, like, furniture for them. Mm-hmm. They can throw it in a van. Um a friend of mine also suggested using either TaskRabbit or another app called JackRabbit. Ooh, TaskRabbit is real expensive, though. He said that he moved for like 60 bucks an hour. Really? Oh, I see. That makes me nervous because I'm like, are you going to fuck up all my shit? Yeah. Mm. Uh, and I have breakable stuff, guys. Yeah. Little known fact about me, everything I own is made of glass. <laughs> Literally everything. Including my clothing. The couch. How do I do it? It's very uncomfortable. It's very pretty. It's so pretty. Like, I feel like a pretty, pretty ice princess. You should go to Allison's Patreon because she needs a lot of money for Windex. Everything is glass. Yeah. And like getting butt prints off of glass furniture. Sweaty butt prints. Sweaty, sweaty butt prints. Uh, hello, everyone. You're listening to Light Trees and News. If you're a new listener, uh, my name is Allison. I am moving into a new apartment. I'm in my new apartment right now. That's why there's an echo because we don't have furniture right now. So don't worry. The show won't always sound this way. And this is Charles, my uh, friend slash roommate slash co-host today. It's me. That's you. So while we are in... Oh, actually, I should say it's a Wednesday episode. So, of course, um, I have a very strange, strange interview to bring all of you. But this one's a little exciting because it's with an old friend who hasn't been on the show in a while. And I was genuinely surprised that she's still around and thriving, it turns out. (laughs) So that's coming up in a little bit. But while we're in the pop culture section, I wanted to talk about pop culture-y things. Have you seen, Charles? You watch Stranger Things, yeah? Uh, I Not the second season. Oh, my God. Who yeah. are you? I need. I, there's so many second season things that I need to catch up on. Okay. A lot of them. Well, get on that so then you can watch. Because the trailer for Stranger Things season three came out. I heard that. It no did. spoilers because there's no spoilers. There's maybe one spoiler and it's incredible. So Stranger Things has is really good at uh, surprising the audience with what it chooses to focus on with nostalgia, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Because I feel like that could get really old after a while. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. we get it. Those of us born in the 80s, it's like, <laughs> yeah, no one had a cell phone. We rode our bikes everywhere. We get it. Uh, but in this trailer, it's a commercial for like the first mall this community's getting. Ooh. And it made me so fucking nostalgic so it's called star court 
And they're building a Starcourt Mall in Hawkins, in Indiana, and it's got a Claire's. It's got. Of course, it has a Claire's. Of course, it has a Claire's. Does it have a Spencer's? It has Spencer's. Yes. Um, it has a Sam Goody. I'm sorry. I was the kid at the mall who was like, I'm spending all of my time in Spencer's. Actually, buying Spencer's might crap. be 90s. Oh, I don't okay. know if that was 80s, but it has a Sam Goody. It has a Claire's and. Uh, Steve is working in the mall, guys, and he's wearing, he's working at an ice cream place called Scoops Ahoy, and uh, he says Ahoy in the video. If you need to go, like, get him off the suitcase. <laughs> I just don't want him to, since it's not mine, if it was mine, I wouldn't care. Uh, he's so annoying. <laughs> so... It's great if you haven't seen it. Um, no spoilers in it, obviously, other than like maybe the fact that Steve works at the mall, which I don't think is a huge spoiler. But no, that's ruined the whole show for me. Yeah. Now that I know that he works at the mall. <laughs> also, you have to see his dumb little uniform. I love how Steve. They're sort of. Um, God, fuck these cats. <laughs> uh, freaks and geeking, Steve, in the way that. Um, did you watch Freaks, freaks and Geeks? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, oh my God. Facing out his name, uh, fucking Seth Rogen. No, uh, James Franco. James Franco. Okay, how his character went from being super cool to the very end of that show, he, like hanging out with the geeks and or the nerds and really liking them uh -huh. and doing like playing Dungeons and Dragons with them. So I I feel like Steve has a similar arc where he was like the really cool kind of an asshole guy in season one, and then he became like the kid's surrogate mom in season two. Mm. And then by season three, I feel like maybe he's fallen a little bit from the social ladder and is like, had to get a job at the mall. And like, I don't know, maybe, I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's still like king of the roost. I mean, it's probably going to be a big chance to humble him. As a character. Yeah, well, I feel you should watch season two because he, okay. he's definitely like the MVP of season two. I just want him to come back to Stonewall. Oh, no, no, no. Other guy. That Wait. was um, that was the like creepy photographer kid from Stranger Things. Oh, why did I think that that was Steve? No, okay, Steve, never mind. Steve's no, like Nancy is like number one. Okay. Beau. Sorry, I phrased it that way. I'm not 80 years old. <laughs> yeah, we were at Stonewall one night and um, other dude was hanging out yeah. with his dad. With his dad and the... Someone from the show? Uh, was it somebody else from the show? I just saw him. Maybe I missed somebody else. The, the girl that he was talking to. Was it Nancy? Was Nancy there? I think that was oh, her. I think that was her. Yeah, okay. I think they were there together. Um, but was that the night that you were there with Chloe? Yes. And they were really chatty with Chloe and they completely ignored you? No, that is not what happened. No, it was the opposite? Uh, Chloe... Um, I don't think Chloe talked to anyone. Chloe thought his dad was hot. Oh, there we go. That tracks. I don't think we talked with them at all because they uh, weren't socializing, let's say. I Okay. Maybe I'm misremembering how it yeah. went then. Maybe I'm misremembering. And then there's other things that I yes, won't mention. Yes, other things that will get us sued. So we won't talk about it. Um, guys, I'm just saying. Uh, I'm sure Charles knows a ton about a lot of celebrities. I do. <laughs> that he can't talk about. Nope. So, um, let's go to the very strange interview right now. Once again, I had to leave during it, so I'm, I'm pretty crestfallen about that. But let me know your thoughts about the interview. Uh, hashtag Light Trees and Pod. Just a reminder, if you missed Monday's episode, uh, I interviewed Boots Riley. It was a great interview. Uh, go listen to that. Um, a bunch of people said they enjoyed it very much. Tweet it to your friends who loved um, Sorry to Bother You. And, yeah, just in general, guys, tell your friends about the show. We're a word-of-mouth operation. You won't hear any ads on this show. That's because we don't have advertisers. So we're 100% listener-supported. If you go to lighttreason.news, hit that donate button to keep us going. Thank you to Catherine, the latest uh, supporter to sign up as a troublemaker. Thank you, Catherine. Ooh -ooh. We exist because of you. So, yeah, here's the interview. God, gosh darn it. Sorry, guys. Um, I just realized I don't have bread. Oh, So you guys know how much I need bread. You oh, gotta have Especially it. living with you now. It's cupboards just I always packed. have a slice of bread mm -hmm. in each hand at mm -hmm. all times. So yeah. 
I have to go. Oh, okay. I'm gonna go to the grocery store right okay. now and get some bread. So okay. we'll you entertain guys just ourselves. Hold down the I'm not even gonna hit uh, stop from recording because I feel like that. We've yeah. done the show enough. We can hold it down. Okay, yeah, cool. We got uh, it. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. She might have a problem. You think so? I mean, a it's hard for me all. to it's hard for me to judge because I'll eat like eight pieces of toast at a time. Yeah. So it's I mean I, guess. I feel like I can't judge. But oh, hello! Get the fuck out of my home! No, who are you? Hello, I'm Jan Brewer, former governor of Arizona, the beautiful state of Arizona. Jan, I gotta be honest, I forgot you existed. I I forgot a little bit too. I think I lost some time. Yeah, kind of zoned out for a little bit, and suddenly it was 2018. Who the hell are you? I, well, I'm. My name's Eric. Yeah. Who's? Where's the girl? The communist. Oh, uh, she had to go get bread. Alice, which I yeah. mean, it's funny that you call her a communist and she was leaving to go get, get bread. Get bread. Yeah. Oh, That's she, kind of she, ironic. Yeah. yeah. Is she going to wait in line? Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Probably. Communists. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I thought uh, I was going to be on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, are you. I mean, you're on the podcast you now. Technically, are you Hello, grabbed the mic immediately? How old are you? Hi. Uh, Twenty-four. No, I, yes. Are you sure the communist isn't just holding you hostage? I'm so sure. You're 24? 24. And I live here. I pay rent. Eric, back me up here. She looks 10. She does look very young. Guys, I know I look... I'm going to call child services. No, don't. No, don't. Don't don't, don't do that. All right. Okay. All right, fine. Wait, so you said you... You lost time? What, was what is in your memory right now? I was now? wandering through the desert. You know how they mm-hmm. chased me out right. of mm-hmm. the governor house. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My right. fortress, as I called it. Mm-hmm. And I was wandering through the desert, and then suddenly I came across a little shack, mm-hmm. and I found someone, and they told me it was 2018. I said, get out. They said, no, it's 2018. So you, you've been wandering in the desert for years? Well... Partly. I also have been defending our nation's great border. Okay. You have been. Just, I have just been. you. I am an army of one. Mm-hmm. And I've been very heavily armed <sighs> manning the southern border. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Womaning the southern border. Oh, there you uh. go. <laughs> wow. That's a quite an undertaking for just one, one, one person. person, one woman. To- it's been an ordeal, but I believe that Donald J. Trump is the greatest president we've ever had in this country. Did you uh, did you actually encounter anyone at the border? Oh, I killed a lot of people. Oh, no. Whoa. Oh, Jan, we, that's not okay. I Eric, think you mean congratulations. Eric, sidebar, we have to call the police soon. Oh, you can try to report me to the police. But the, a lot of them actually side with me. Oh, fuck. Honestly, I kind of feel like if right now I were to call the police and say help, Jan Brewer, former governor of Arizona, has broken into our home. They probably would not believe us. Probably not. Or they might say, like, who? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want a cookie? No, I'm a woman. <laughs> I'm a woman. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want a cookie? Yes, I'm a woman, and it's morning. All right, if you say you're a woman, you're a woman, I guess. I'm sorry, Eric. In, in Jan's, I don't say this often, but in Jan's defense, <laughs> I did hear you got stopped by the TSA a lot. Uh, yeah, TSA, I did. Another fine American institution. <sighs> keeping us safe from the sky terrorists. Mm-hmm. Are they, though? They, all they did was throw away my makeup. Well, maybe you were going to use that makeup to build a bomb. I don't know. Apparently, you're friends with a communist. Who knows what you're capable of? Oh, Jan. So, have you just been, you've been out of the limelight for a while. Have you just been uh, ostensibly killing people the whole time? Just defending our country? Yeah, I've just been defending our country. This is a natural next step in my evolution of serving the United States of America. I served as governor, Mm -hmm. and now I am serving as a one-woman militia on the southern border. I'm a little scared to ask, but is there a next step to this evolution? I'm so glad you asked. I am going to volunteer my services to the CIA. I would like to become an assassin. 
Oh. You're just going to waltz right into the CIA. I'm glad you used the word waltz. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's, That's how exactly, I assume you walk everywhere. That is how I walk everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I intend to do. And you know what? They should be very thankful that I'm volunteering my services. Okay. Haven't, haven't you both wondered why you haven't seen my name as much in the news? Haven't you been wondering what I've been doing? Honestly, no. No, I didn't really question it. I was like, this is this is nice. Well, you don't even know how to read, little girl, so that's why you haven't been wondering about me. But Eric, I know you've been wondering what I've been doing. Honestly, I had just hoped that when you were no longer governor, you walked out into the sea. Well, I thought about it. I thought about walking into the sea because once I saw what was happening to this country. But then mm. uh, the greatest president we've ever had, Donald J. Trump. Mm-hmm. I assume the J stands for Jesus. That checks out, actually. That's how I hold him in my head anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, uh. it's, it's the big J.C. Yeah. and Donald side by side. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're equal. They're equal. Oh. Yes. Okay. okay. And I was renewed with hope, frankly. I'm so, I can't get off this, this CIA thing. Can we, can, we, can we role play for a second? Sure. Is that okay? I'm always down to role play. Because I'm just curious. When you say you're going to just go volunteer your services as an assassin yes. to the CIA, I would just, can, just pretend I'm the, let's say, director of the CIA. All right. And I'm, I'm sitting in my office. Okay. And you've, you've, you've come in. Yep. And you, you just, just show me your, your pitch, so your approach. So I, I waltz in, mm-hmm. obviously. And I go, uh, what are you doing in my office? And I say, bow before your queen. Can I, can I ma'am, I'm not going to do that. Can I, can I help you with something? My name is Janet Brewer. Ja- Jan Brewer. Janet. I was the, the governor the, of Arizona. You oh, remember who yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I oversaw okay. the papers, please, Bill. Yes, I do remember that. Yes, okay. And wow, you haven't you haven't been around for a while. I have been around. I've been wandering in the desert. That is besides the point. That is not why I'm here. Okay, well, uh, former Governor Brewer, what can I help you with? Brace yourselves for the greatest day of your life. Jan Brewer is here to volunteer her services as an assassin. I will take out enemies to the United States wherever they reside. Well. Uh, Jan, you know, officially the, the CIA doesn't have assassins. Uh, yeah, officially. Wink. Are you holding a gun? I already came armed. You don't even have to buy me ammunition or weapons. You would be staggered to know how many weapons I have. How many weapons do you have? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> oh, boy. I should uh, probably be on a list. <laughs> Wink. Oh, okay. How, what, what, okay, as, what exactly makes you think you're qualified to be an assassin for the CIA? I like killing. If we, if, okay, hypothetically, if we had assassins. <laughs> hypothetically, wink. I like killing, and I love the United States, and I will kill anyone who gets in the way of the United States. Ma'am, have you, have you killed people before? <laughs> you sweet idiot, Yes. Can I ask how how many? Oh, whew. let me check my belt. I've actually I have notches on my belt. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, okay, that's too 11. many. That's I'm gonna say that's too many. I'm, since when has the CIA ever said we're killing too many people on behalf of the United States? This used to be a fine institution. Okay, Jan. Well, you know what? Thanks for coming in. Um, here is, uh, you know, unfortunately I can't offer you a job. I will interpret that as a yes. But here is, um, you know, a paper with some contact information. Okay. Perhaps some addresses that you might oh. find interesting. Uh, oh, oh, okay. All right. Wink, 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 wink. Yes, yes, yes. Thank I you. am going to do this pro bono. I'm just doing it for the love of killing and America. And scene. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to just kill people for free? Oh, yeah. That's I've never taken money for it. Wow. Yeah. But listen, tell the communists I'll be back later because I'd love to be on the show. 
Because I'm sure she. I have I, a I, lot honestly, to say. she. I. She was telling me the other day how she wanted to have you back on. So I'm yeah. sure. Oh, I miss that girl. All yeah. right. Well, you two take care. Do you want a juice box before I go? No, I drink coffee. Are you sure you don't want a Capri Sun? I'm so I sure. I in my purse. All right. Okay. Will you both take it easy? All right. Bye, bye. Jan. Bye, Jan. Wow. I hate that woman. <laughs> that was that was pretty rough, Chloe. That was. I just like I know I look young, but that young, come on. <laughs> I guess I'm in like a t-shirt. Maybe that's why. I don't think that's why. Weird, wild stuff. Listen, I before we lived together, really enjoyed these interviews. Now I'm going to start putting up scarecrows. Uh, yeah, listen, I'm, I'm really out. disturbed that she followed me to a new apartment. I'm going to. I wonder if she has me tagged. I'm going to home alone this place. You please do. <laughs> Please, I'm asking you to. So, guys, it is that time of the episode. Let's all hold hands and cry. It'll be okay. Here's your bad news. All right, so obviously I have to start with uh, the president maybe committing high treason. Guys, listen, it's it's a bizarre time in our history. So Trump had his big meeting uh, at the Helsinki summit with Vladimir Putin and a journalist, to their great credit, stood up and asked him like point blank, Every U.S. intelligence agency agrees that Russia meddled in the 2016 elections. Will you say now for certain that you believe U.S. intelligence agencies? And Trump's response was that both countries were at fault. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is, sure. you know, how that works when when one country is spying on the other, they're, they're both at fault. Not to say that the U.S. doesn't spy on other countries. Obviously, we do as well. But it's ridiculous to say that some the hacker and the person who was hacked are equally at fault. Mm-hmm. That's silly. So what was sort of surprising, just because, you know, I mean, Trump has said one outrageous thing after another. He condoned sexual assault. Um, he called Mexicans rapists. So I personally have sort of become conditioned to expect Republicans to either make excuses for him or Mm -hmm. say nothing when he says something truly outlandish. But this time, I guess committing treason (laughs) in front of a bunch of cameras. um, Yeah, it was on camera this time. It was on camera. And I mean, he was on camera calling Mexicans rapists and Republicans didn't give a shit. Well, that's not treasonous it's horrible it's horrible it's racist it's xenophobic but it's against poor brown people so i guess it's okay oh yeah Um, that's fine republicans it's totally cool but this time there were several prominent republicans who like john mccain said something um he said no prior president has ever abased himself more abjectly before a tyrant uh today's press conference in helsinki was one of the most disgraceful performances by an american president in memory um mitch mcconnell said, um, I've said a number of times, and I'll say it again, the Russians are not our friends, and I entirely believe the assessment of our intelligence community. So I wanted to talk about this because, for a number of reasons, it's truly insane. But also, I do understand people who are a little more cautious about the Russia story, because, for example, Mitch McConnell's wording of the Russians are not our friends is it, it's problematic for a lot of reasons, but one of the main ones for me is that the Russian people are not their government in the way that no. the United States population, we're, we're not our government. There were, exactly. you know, half, over half of the country didn't vote for Trump, um, of those who voted. You know, millions of Americans don't vote. But so I think that's problematic, and I understand people getting very um, frightened about the escalating rhetoric around right. Russia and U.S. relations. I understand that. Um, I also understand that Vladimir Putin did not invent millions of votes for Trump, that there are 
millions and millions of racist, sexist, mm-hmm. homophobic, transphobic people in this country who um, voted for Trump. And, and, you know, that is why they at least gave him a passable appearance of having won the presidency. He lost the po- popular vote, right. obviously. And there probably was vote tampering. But enough people voted for him where it wasn't... Um, there wasn't a popular revolution. People were like, oh, well, he he's legitimate, basically. Um, if that's the word that we want to use, sure. Yeah, enough people <laughs> believe that. I know a right. lot of people don't believe he's legitimate, and I understand that, but he had enough support where he was able to become president. Right. So I understand all of that. Having said that huge disclaimer, this is bananas. It's insane. This is actually insane. And Vladimir Putin is a horrible human being he's had people killed uh he is a total tyrant and to see him smirking while trump is standing next to him basically you know throwing himself down so you know putin will look legitimate (laughs) is outrageous it's it's really really bananas um so putin then goes on fox news and shockingly, Chris Wallace really uh, was severe with him and asked some tough questions. That's a really well. This is what I mean. I feel like this—I don't want to say it's a turning point because I really do think the GOP are beyond repair at this point, and they're an extremist organization. But this was so bad. Helsinki was so bad that even Fox News was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Or at least I should say, Chris Wallace. Chris Wallace, who sometimes has these moments where he. He's a little more reasonable than other people on Fox News, sort of like um, Shep Smith. That's who I was just thinking. Yeah, of. yeah. Like, who breaks out of it every once in a while? I think Shep Smith is. God, you don't want to call anybody on Fox News more to the left, but I think Shep Smith is more to the left than Chris Wallace. He's but, slightly more of a conscious than the other hosts. Yeah. So Chris Wallace does this interview and. <laughs> At one point, he's trying to get Putin to hold copies of the indictments against the 12 Russian intelligence officers that just came down from the Mueller investigation. And it's so fucking weird. I'll link to it on the Lipson page if anybody's looking for links to any of these stories. But Putin won't touch it. He keeps trying to hand it to him and he won't even touch it. It was very weird. So then... That's odd. Putin said he didn't care about Trump enough to collect dirt on him. Really, dude, he didn't care Wait. enough about getting a president I think installed. That Trump in front of cameras is like, Putin's great. We like him. And Putin's like, I don't care about him. Well, that's the thing. Like, it's so funny. P tape. Hashtag P tape. <laughs> so he, at one point, Putin comes really close to acknowledging the hacking. Then he defends it. Um, so he goes, Was it some forgery of facts? That's the important point that I'm trying to make. Was any false information planted? No, it wasn't. As we're getting told, they hacked a certain email account, and there was information about manipulations conducted within the Democratic Party to incline the process in favor of one candidate. Um, So then Wallace cut him off, turned to a metaphor to show Putin the holes in his argument. So this is uh, Wallace. You're indicating that they stole real money, not counterfeit money. Are you saying it's okay because facts that they took from the DNC, from John Podesta, it was their real emails, so it's okay to hack and spread this information out and interfere with the election? And then, so Putin is like visibly frustrated at this point, and he snaps, listen to me, please, before delivering a similar defense. So he like kind of started to be con- confess a little bit and then walked it back. Um... So then Chris Wallace goes, why is it that so many of the people that oppose Vladimir Putin end up dead or close to it? Which is a pretty harshly worded question, but also true. Like, Putin has people killed who oppose him. So um, he refused to acknowledge the attacks as a pattern linked distinctly to him uh, (laughs) and said, all of us have plenty of political rivals. I'm sure Trump has plenty of political rivals. Not people that he's killed that we well, know of. That we know of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not that... That we know we of. Know of. Um, so, again, very strange to see anyone on Fox News aggressively questioning anyone. Well, that's the thing. I feel anyone. Like Putin was probably told, we're going to put you on Fox News because they'll just jerk you off, basically. And yes. then get in there with Chris and be like, what? 
What? What's happening? What's happening? Yeah, like you can tell in the interview, Putin is visibly frustrated. In the interview, does like a little red dot come across Chris's forehead? <laughs> yeah, if Chris Wallace turns up dead, we know what happened. We know what happened. So I also wanted to talk about one of the main conspiracy theories that Trump keeps floating that, of course, has no basis in reality. It's so, not like a fun conspiracy theory? No, not. Oh. it's a very boring conspiracy theory. But in the press conference he did with Putin... Um, he is talking about how, the, like, he keeps referring to the missing server uh, at the the heart of the DNC scandal. Mm -hmm. So the Daily Beast has a breakdown of why this conspiracy theory is stupid and not true. The server Trump is obsessed with is actually 140 servers, most of them cloud-based, uh, which the DNC was forced to decommission in June of 2016 while trying to get to rid its network of the Russian GRU officers working to help Trump win the election. Uh, another 180 desktop and laptop computers were also swapped out at the DMC as the DNC raced to get the organization back on its feet and free of Putin's surveillance. So Trump has framed this as them being shady and like hiding the server. Oh, that is okay. actually 140 servers, and it was actually the DNC realizing they had been hacked and they were scrambling to get new equipment up. Yeah. Um, no machines are actually missing. That that's the important point of this we we know where they are it wasn't like a cover-up but he keeps throwing that out there anytime someone's like hey are you a russian agent he's <laughs> like where is that darn server like he keeps doing that like they just stopped using certain equipment because it was bugged and some of it wasn't actually it to physically equipment right. it was like cloud i like that cloud. he just thinks that like a server is like a box in a room somewhere. Yes, well, that's the thing. And he's one, he's a that's very, how the internet works. Yeah, he's a very stupid man, and he doesn't understand how the internet works and how a huge operation like the DNC's internet system works. Yeah. So, like, they don't have... It's not just, like, one... You, you know he's picturing, like, the motherboard, like a giant machine yeah. in a room. Like from the 80s, like a computer right. in the 80s yes. in a movie. That's what um, he thinks the internet is. Yeah. So, also, update to the whole Russian investigation... Um, there was an arrest on Monday. The DOJ arrested and charged a Russian national who courted the NRA and the Republican Party with secretly working as a while secretly working as a foreign agent. Um, in a sworn affidavit, FBI agent Kevin Helson said that Maria Butina worked to set up a back channel communication between Americans and the Kremlin. Her effort was underway by March 2015 months before Trump entered the presidential campaign, according to the affidavit. So this is the, this is the closest we've gotten to proving collusion so far. We're um, almost there. <laughs> we're almost there. Oh, have you heard the podcast uh, Slow Burn? No. So it's Slate's podcast, I think, but it is about the Watergate scandal that took down Nixon. And how we tend to remember it incorrectly, which is we, we tend to remember the timeline that Watergate happened and then Nixon came down immediately from mm -hmm. that and had to resign. But what actually happened was Watergate happened, the press covered it, and the American popu populace didn't care. Right. Because uh, it was boring. And, like, other stuff was going on. <laughs> right. And then slowly, which is why it's called a sl the slow burn, um, or just slow burn, these facts started to trickle out. There was a CIA connection that really like grabbed everybody's attention. And then it became very clear, uh, you know, they discovered that there were White House recordings of the president talking about paying off these guys. And then it became a huge story. But without explicitly saying it ever, it's a parallel to the Russia investigation. Right. Where like exactly, like Nixon supporters responded exactly the same way where they're like this is the democrats trying to take them down this is a political witch hunt this has no weight in reality and then more and more facts came to light and eventually it became undeniable i would like to think that they are going to use this to finally make a sequel to dick with kirsten dunst <laughs> and michelle williams Listen, if a sequel to dick dick two dick two comes out of all of this i'm gonna say it right now worth, worth it, it. Worth it. Every second. Every second. Because the entire time you were talking about Watergate, I was like, yeah, 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 the movie with Kirsten Dunst and Michelle Williams. That's literally all I really know about Watergate. Um, but all this, yeah, Slow Burn sounds fun. 
So speaking like of a Trump, it, it's uh yeah, I think there's eight episodes so far. I just easy actually Done. pulled that out of my ass. I don't know if there are eight <laughs> episodes. But it is it's super interesting because they also interview the reporters who like one of the most recent episodes, um, one of the journalists like went to a local bar to interview people about Watergate and literally like anytime the news would come on the, at the bar, they would be like, turn it off. Like they did not want to hear about yeah. it. But I also find that weirdly comforting because we're going through that right now and it's so strange to see like hardcore conservatives put themselves in a position where they're defending Russia it's so weird. It's so weird. But I'm also like, maybe this is part of the slow burn, you know? Like, right before this election, I feel like you could have pulled most people and be like, Russia's the devil. Yeah, well, I mean, that's American tradition. And I'm and not saying like, it's a good American tradition. <laughs> no. You know, like, uh, the Red Scare and all that is a very stupid, shameful, damaging part of our history. It ruined a lot of people's lives. Ruined tons of people's lives. And I don't want us to go back to that, which is why I'm always, you know, very... I think we should be cautious about how much we fear monger about Russia while also acknowledging that this president committed treason. <laughs> See, that's the, like even learning about this stuff in like high school or whatever, when people were like, yeah, they were communists. I still never was like, I was like, okay. Who cares? Yeah. Well, but we why? didn't grow up with the same amount of fear that our parents right. did about communists. But I don't really, what, the propaganda, I guess, I don't really understand how they it don't worked. Like capitalism, Charles, and capitalism is good. I, something amazon <laughs> prime day oh i missed that well there was a call to boycott it from the workers oh probably that didn't get okay. a ton well, of coverage by accident i participated Great. in the boycott i love when you accidentally protest so i also wanted to talk about um the guys i wish we could criticize trump and putin without being fucking homophobic but there is this tendency among progressives, among liberals, and most recently in a video featured in the New York Times's opinion section that depict Trump and Putin as being like in a gay relationship. And the joke there obviously being that gay people are gross and gay sex is gross, which is a very strange take from the left. Listen, gay sex can be gross. But so can street sex. <laughs> so sex can be gross, okay? Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I. Every time this happens, I'm like, ha ha, dick joke. Wait a second. Right. Nit. You're saying like, this is a gay dick there's joke. There's so much to make fun of, and there's so much to like actually criticize. Why are you bringing gay people into it? Yeah, it's weird. It's it's once again making gay people the villain when they have nothing to do you with this. You know what you should compare them to? Rapists and murderers. Because that's what they are. Huh. Don't compare them to gay people. We're fun. Yeah. Trump is a rapist. Trump is pro-sexually assaulting women. Putin is a murderer. Um, I, isn't that enough? Yeah. That Why do you have to put them fine. in a gay relationship? Mm. And if, you're, if, if what you're trying to prove is, you know, treason or collusion, there are other ways to do that that don't make gay people like the heart of your joke. Because ultimately, that's what it is. It's a bunch of adults giggling about Putin and Trump kissing, which is like, what the fuck is happening right also, now? Gross. Really gross. I don't want to see it. No. <laughs> Even if both of them were homosexuals, gross. Gross. No. Don't like I it. I don't want to see it. No. Uh, did I have anything else about Helsinki? Let me see. Oh, yeah. Just about Trump supporters. Most Trump voters say that MS-13, which is the gang that they love to use to fearmonger, is a threat to the entire U.S., which we know from people who are experts on MS-13. It's just an absurd thing to think. Um, they are not a great threat to the United States. Um, but they think that, like, that's a bigger threat than the tr that the president being an asset for Russia. Can, uh, for someone who maybe doesn't know what MS-13 is and thought that you were talking about B-613 from Scandal... Could you please explain to me what that is? Yeah. So MS-13 um, is a gang, uh, yep. a Mexican gang that has done uh, bad things, you know, like gangs usually like do. Gangs, any gang would do, yeah. sure. So, but Trump uses them all the time as an example of why immigrants in general are a serious threat to the United States. 
Um, I'm sorry. They're actually, I think they're from Central America. Is it like a large, like yeah. it's, it's a large yeah. thing that like spans a country or a couple so, countries? Uh, like how they're really big in El Salvador. Okay. Um, and there's been like raids to try to break them up. Um, and, but the people who are actually experts on Central American gangs say it's like laughable to think that they're a legitimate threat to the United States government. Mm -hmm. Like they're just not big enough uh, or powerful enough. You know, maybe there's like the odd crime they commit and like not to downplay. um, Whoa, was that thunder? Holy shit. Holy shit. I didn't even know it was going to storm. Neither did I. Uh, so Holy guys, fuck. that was so loud. I know you didn't hear it, but it like shook the building. So yeah, not to downplay crimes like rape or murder, obviously very serious crimes, but those crimes happen in the United States every day and are not gang affiliated. So that's the fear mongering. The fear mongering is to scare a bunch of old white people into thinking all people from Mexico and Central America and South America are gang affiliated and Hooray. having to like rape and kill white blonde American women. <laughs> yeah. Um, guys, it's that time of the episode. Maybe that's why there was thunder. It's the end of bad news. Oh, it's the end of bad news. And here is your good news. Guys, what an exciting 30 seconds we just had. The thunder, then we thought we heard a mouse. We haven't seen the mouse, but then Penny was looking around like maybe she heard a mouse. Another mystery. Uh, she, Yeah, she stared at the door so angrily. Mm-hmm. She was like, is there a fucking mouse? Come at me, bro. In my domain. So good news. Right. Um, I wanted to shout out Pussy Riot. Yeah. For they've claimed responsibility for that uh, World Cup final pitch invasion. If you watched it live, suddenly there were several people on the field, and Pussy Riot has claimed responsibility. And they say that they protested um, for the following demands to free political prisoners, uh, to not put people in jail for social media likes to stop illegal detentions at political rallies, to allow political competition in Russia, and to not fabricate criminal cases and detain people for no reason. All very reasonable demands, um, but it was very powerful that they did it on this stage and also in front of Putin. Yeah, I, I, specifically about the political competition, I recently Googled, like, when is Putin done being president? Oh, that is not a thing. No, it's not. No, I did not know they, that. They have um, show elections where there's like the illusion of choice. Right. Um, but there's no term limits or anything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. indefinitely. Yep. And then briefly, there was a guy who replaced him, but he was uh, always perceived as Putin's puppet. Oh, yeah. What was, what was his Medyev. name? Medvedev. Yeah. I vaguely remember that. Yeah, but it was always like everybody knew that yeah. it was Putin just giving like and just shoved him out of the, the way. Illusion. I'm back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so shout out to to Pussy Riot, badass, and also fearless because people get very in their fifis about their sports being interrupted. Yeah, a lot of people I follow on Twitter <laughs> were pissed. Really? Yep. Because they thought that Pussy Riot, like, killed the momentum of the game. And I was like, you know what's more upsetting than interrupting a game? Um, Illegally detaining people at political rallies and imprisoning them based on fabricated evidence. (laughs) I mean, I get, like, people are stupid about uh, athletes kneeling at the national anthem. So I only assume that they would probably be pissed off about this (laughs) as well. Uh, More fucked up priorities. Yeah. But I... Throw the ball. Right. Just stop it and throw the ball. <laughs> also shows, yeah, what Charles knows about soccer. Throw I played the- soccer. I was just <laughs> talking about football. Mm-hmm. Okay, circle. All right. Okay. Yeah, kick the ball. Kick it. So. Soccer's the only sport I can watch, actually. 
It's really fun. I was bummed that this year I couldn't watch the World Cup because I had so much going on. I, it was DCM and I was moving. Mm-hmm. So I just had no time. But next year I'm going to fucking thrive. Like it's, it's so weird because they can go the whole game with maybe scoring one goal. I'm just like, keep going. Yeah. And other other sports that happen very quickly. And it is just, just like, constant I don't care. running, guys. I don't care at all. Constant running. That's why soccer players have the best bodies. I've been considering joining a gay soccer league, and I'm Hell like, yeah. I might not. Ha- I don't have time. <laughs> I think uh, Sabelle. Do you know Sabelle? I don't think so. Okay, a girl I work with at UCB. She played in one. Okay. Wait, I did think. I? You introduced me to someone recently. I feel like worked at UCB when we were all there for Chloe's show. I actually play. don't think you've met Sabelle. Maybe I don't. Yeah, but um, I got introduced to a lot she of people. She played for a little bit with a gay soccer league because her former partner was like a pretty serious soccer player in college. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to shout out Pussy Riot because for all those reasons, for you know people being very intense about not just soccer, but this is the World Cup. This is the biggest event in the world. Um, it takes a lot of bravery to interrupt that because you know people are going to be pissed. Mm-hmm. Even, the, even if you have a very reasonable um, agenda for doing it, and then you're doing it in front of Putin, which is obviously incredibly dangerous. And we'll see how long they stay in jail if we ever hear from mm-hmm. them again. Mm-hmm. So also, I wanted to talk about the charges against the J-20 protesters being dropped, finally. If you remember, J-20 was the inauguration day protests uh, where there was some property damage and a car was lit on fire, a limo was lit on fire, by a protester and the charges that came down against uh, the J20 inauguration day protesters were outrageous. They were hugely inflated sentences considering that all that happened was property damage, but it was obviously meant by prosecutors to scare other protesters from doing something similar. So the good news of that is that the 39 remaining J20 Inauguration Day protesters um, have had their charges dismissed. And this is after like a year and a half long saga. So you have to consider that all of these protesters' lives have been disrupted for over a year and a half. Uh, They've had to go to court proceedings, rearrange their schedules, miss work. Pay lawyers. Have lawyers, um, pay for lawyers. So, so, like, yeah. Well, so they're not having formal charges brought against them anymore, but their lives have been... Their lives have been... Disrupted, ruined. if not ruined. Yeah. yeah. So, and this, by the way, includes, like, journalists um, who were just there to cover the protests. They were also swept up in the arrests. Wasn't, yeah, wasn't this one where they were arresting people who, even if they didn't technically do the property damage, they were like, you're around, yes. come with us. Which is, that happens a lot in protests, but especially for this one because it was... In Washington, D.C. It was during Inauguration Day. Uh, I think I remember, I think it was on the show when we were talking about them, like the charges being brought against them. And wasn't the the prosecutor, like she was up for election or something? And Is that this story? May, maybe I'm conflating It might have been a different stories. story. But, but I feel um, like someone was running for election or re-election and they were like, we're throwing the book at everyone. That happened in Florida a bunch. Uh, but so anyway, Aaron Cantu, who's a staff writer with the Santa Fe Reporter, um, he was the only journalist still facing charges. Um, he had his charges dropped on Friday. Um, and he told The Intercept that the most important lesson of the J-20 prosecution was the way prosecutors and politically motivated opponents of the protesters worked hand in hand. Quote, The genuine conspiracy in this case was not between the defendants. It was between the far right and the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Columbia. And, uh, yeah, I think that's a very fair assessment. Um, I'm glad that, obviously, I'm saying this in the good news section because the charges were dropped, and that's incredibly good news. But part of a person's rights in the United States is to have a fair and speedy, speedy trial. Um, and how we define that has been very vague. Because for me, a year and a half is not speedy. No, absolutely That's not. That's ruining someone's life for a year and a half. Well, also the people who can like sit in jail for months or years before they even 
get to a trial. Yeah. I mean, sometimes that happens. But even in like in this case, if you're not actually sitting in jail, but you get to go home, but you have this hanging over your head and mm-hmm. you have future dates and you have to get to like the court and might be in a different state. Yeah. You what know? if you don't live there? What if you don't live there? What the crime was committed in Washington, D.C., but you live in New York, then you have to figure out a way to get to Washington, D.C. It's just a nightmare. And and <laughs> over what? Like a burnt car? You're acting like these guys were serial murderers. Yeah. Um, uh, there was this, um, this reminds me, there was a time long, many, many years ago, I went on a date with a guy Go on. and we went to, we went to Avenue Q. He okay. was in town from Chicago, I think. I still, I never saw Avenue Q. Really? No, I know. I'm a bad person. I had customers recently who were like, oh, we went to see Avenue Q cause it's still off Broadway. It's not on Broadway anymore. And they're like, yep, there were kids in front of us. At, I was like, their parents did not research that show before they took them. But uh, yeah, it's um, not PG rated. No, but anyway, we went on a date to Avenue Q and then we went through a walk through Central Park. And this was back when I didn't know that Central Park had a closing time. Oh, yeah. Walking through and all of a sudden these cops came up to us and like, hey, come over here. And we're like, yes, officer, what can we do for you? And they're (laughs) like, tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So then he was like leaving the next day or so. How much was the ticket? Do you remember? Like 150 bucks. God, fuck you. He He went to Chicago and then uh, we had court date and he actually came back for it <gasps> wow. for a ticket. And I was like, why? why are you here? Yeah. Like, like how much was the plane ticket yeah. to come here? God. Um, so he came back and like paid the ticket because it was something where you couldn't just mail it in. We had to go to court. Even like, I'm not advising people do this, but when I lived in normal Illinois, because I was at ISU, uh, my friends from Naperville would drive down to see me. And they would get parking tickets all the time and mm-hmm. just not pay them. Nope. I, I, he went there. He pled guilty, paid it. I pled not guilty and then never went back. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Good for you. That is bullshit. Yep. Um, so this was also a, a stunning thing that happened recently. Um, in California, uh, this guy, Kevin DeLeon, stunned everyone uh, when he beat Diane Feinstein uh, and won the California Democratic Party endorsement in a landslide victory. So this can't be overstated enough. Diane Feinstein is one of like the pillars of the old Democratic Party. Yeah. And but we're also at a time right now where, you know, like Cortez's victory in New York it feels like those old pillars are crumbling as people look to um, candidates who are actually progressive or actually liberal. And like, for example, Kevin DeLeon is uh, very much to the left of Dianne Feinstein on issues like the environment. Uh And weirdly, Democratic voters are responding to that. They like that. (laughs) Isn't that weird? Well, I think it's, it's... We're seeing like the polar opposite of what happened when Trump got elected because people didn't want institution, uh, institutionalized politicians anymore. So that's why we have this idiot. Right. And now it's happening on our side. We're like, hey, you guys aren't doing shit. Yeah. There, so we're there's going definitely, to vote you out. I don't often say like it's happening on both sides, but there is frustration on both sides with institutionalists, like career politicians who yeah. have been in the Senate for decades and aren't doing shit. Aren't doing shit. Um, there's a lot of frustration, which is why I think they're looking to, as you said, these um I don't know if fringe is the right word, but fringier candidates. People who say that they're gonna do shit and probably will, hopefully. And who are proposing bold things like Cortez saying we should abolish ICE. Yeah. And, you know, uh, DeLeon saying, like, climate change is is the greatest threat we're facing right now. Like, millions of people believe that, and they're frustrated when cowardly politicians who cater to big business refuse to say shit like that. Yeah. Um, Because they're taking money from fossil fuel industries, because um, they don't want to be perceived as, like, weak on defense. They're afraid to say abolish ICE. Um, But, yeah, a lot of people obviously respond positively to it. I I like when they were trying to discredit uh, Cortez and they couldn't find anyone but one old coworker who was like, I didn't really like her. <laughs> and everyone else has just had glowing recommendations right, that she's right. a nice person. Um, so there's also some allegations against the Feinstein, uh, Feinstein campaign that um, they're claiming that Feinstein, uh, her campaign offered individual delegates, quote unquote, party building funds 
in the form of promises to do fundraisers for county central committees and candidates if they switched their vote to a no endorsement, and she still lost. So she was just like bribing people, and they were still <laughs> like, no, uh, which is very telling, you know. Thank but, you for the money. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the vote is a huge boost to DeLeon, who has been lagging in polls and only scored 12% of the overall tally in June's open primary. The endorsement means that DeLeon will be featured on official party slate mailers in the fall, which is huge. It may also give DeLeon the legitimacy to raise the kind of campaign funds he'll need to be competitive in a race where Feinstein has outraised him by massive numbers. Uh, the California Labor Federation, which endorsed DeLeon in April but has yet to supply significant funding support through any independent expenditure, will be closely watching in the aftermath of the vote. So now that people are just trying to figure out like how legit this guy is, how much of a chance he has of winning, and if, I mean, this is huge, him winning this, but if they feel like he could actually win, they'll start throwing their money behind him, and then he has a real shot. Yeah. Um, but me personally, I just think it's exciting that some of these fossils are being threatened from the left. Yeah. Because even if they don't, if DeLeon doesn't win, Feinstein has to respond to him. And that's when you get people like, Cynthia Nixon's a great example. You know, you have Cuomo mm -hmm. being like, me too, me too. Right. It's like, since yep. when, asshole? I like drugs and I will fix the MTA. <laughs> right. Great. I'm glad, like, a frightening lesbian made you uh, change your mind about An that. Unqualified lesbian. Unqualified, <laughs> uh, unqualified frightening lesbian. Vote Cynthia Nixon. Uh, yeah. 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 I, I, I really am unsure whether or not she'll win. I, I think that it's looking know, pretty good. Cuomo is pretty... He's hated by the left and the right. Yeah. There's a very specific lukewarm kind of Democrat that likes Cuomo, but I don't know if they're the majority. No, and I, but I think that she, I mean, it's the, it's interesting. Um, it's going to be interesting how far she can push him, and I hope that she wins. I think I've, she can win as long as she links him to the MTA. A lot of people, yeah, a lot of people that I've talked to, and she's going all over the state, like, She's not just focusing on the city like people thought she yes. would. She's going everywhere. Which is so smart. But um, I think if he is perceived as being the MTA, everyone is so fucking mad about the subways. Right. Um, a lot of people that I've talked to who've lived in the city for years are like, great, I like everything she's saying, but I don't want an actress to be voted into office. Look what we got with Trump. And I go, right, but also very different. And Reagan was an actor. Um, right. But not a great example to use in that case because it's like... Reagan was a fucking disaster too. Right. Um, so they're like, they're like saying, "Oh, I don't want someone from Hollywood being my thing the is governor." Like, it, it's a job. Yeah. Like if you're an actor, you realize how much of it is just networking, memorizing, showing up at a place, doing like a twelve-hour shift. Like it's it's a fucking hard job. It sucks. Yeah. Um, and very few people succeed at it. And Cynthia Nixon was good enough where she succeeded. So it's like. This woman can hustle. She knows how to work hard. I'm like, I know few people who work as hard as like live theater actors and actors in general. It is like a brutal existence. So to me, it's like, all right, I know she she's tough and she can work hard. Yeah. And she also has, she's saying a lot of excellent things. There's not one thing that she said so far that I haven't agreed with. No, and she's actually, when she has gotten checked on things, responded correctly, which is like moving further to the left and mm -hmm. being like, you're right, I wasn't inclusive enough with that language and I will be more inclusive from now on. Perfect. So like, to me, she's one of the most exciting possibilities right now. Um, and yeah, fuck everybody who called her an unqualified lesbian. <laughs> so guys please follow charles on twitter at charles rockhill please go to lighttreason.news and hit that donate button today so we can keep bringing you excellent episodes like the one you just listened to uh guys the show is free isn't that wild it's crazy isn't it wild that i bring you a five day a week podcast and all i ask is that you go to lighttreason.news and uh, sign up at five dollars a month that's wild. This is my full-time job, guys. Yeah. I, did you know I do everything? Everything. On my own. Uh, I'm lucky enough to have wonderful co-hosts, but other than that, 
everything <laughs> on my own. And I enjoy doing it, but I need help to do it. So if you go to lighttreason.news, please sign up today. I really appreciate it. Thank you to everyone who already signed up. I see you. I love you. Uh, if you're in a position right now to upgrade, that would also be wonderful. And yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. 